Virginia is for eaters and drinkers, all kinds of eaters and drinkers, for oyster shuckers and slurpers, winery samplers or all-day wine drinkers, brewery hoppers and distillery sippers, for those who order grits and those who order cheese grits. We all know what the right way to order is. For barbecue triers who turn into finger lickers and meat off the bone suckers. All right, all this talk of food is making me hungry. I gotta go get some mac and cheese. Like I was saying, Virginia is for all sorts of food lovers. So come love it for yourself. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Hi, this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from the uh, Tyler Kelly Contiki. <laughs> no, the, uh, we're not saying Memorial. The Tyler... Uh, well, Tyler Kelly Tiki uh, Tiki Bar, or we can go and say uh, the Jenna and uh, Tyler and Jenna, Jenna and Tyler uh, Con Tiki. Yeah, we usually call it O Kelly's. Oh, oh, O Kelly's. So like O H O Kelly's. Oh my God! No, like O Kelly's, Mr. Irish. I know. I'm just kidding. Oh, beat your fail. I was. Pecho Feo, you said that in a previous episode. What the fuck does that mean? Okay, so you guys were talking about um, miscommunications and translations with different languages. But something that I did, because I speak German, but I don't speak Spanish, and I've been learning a lot of it. So, of course, the guys at my work, I have Argentinian, Cubans, um, Venezuelans, worked with a bunch of Mm -hmm. of different Latin guys, and uh, (laughs) Dominican, too. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, You're pointing to him. He's, he's no, no, Dominican. because because we we both know the same people. But okay. Obviously, Papa knows Dominican. everybody that works. With I like. Black I know guys. Dominicans. <laughs> I'm into black guys. That's why she pointed at me. So, so they've been trying I don't to teach have a me with black guys. Teach me little words here and there. Not the same way you do. It doesn't matter. Well, been, I do like black girls. Teaching way, me though. little little words here and there. Right? Shit, did I sit down on the You phone? did. Okay, fuck it. Okay. All right. Forget so. I said it. My wife gave me some special chocolate today, and it's fucking up my, uh, what do you call that? Self-censorship? Self-editing? You mean you have no inner monologue? I do. Well, I do. It's, I the don't give a fuck. is creeping out, is Yeah, it? it's creeping. It's just popping okay. out. So, Beach O'Fail. Beach O'Fail. Okay. So, uh, there's a boat. That says Bichofeo on the side with a skeleton fish. How's that spelled? On the side of it. B-I-C-H-O. The next word is feo is F-E-O. Okay. Okay. So Fire. Bichofeo. And it's written on the side of this boat. Well, we, we oh, know. What's feo? Ugly? Yes. Feo's ugly. But. Ugly but? No. Oh, okay. So we know the guy who owns this boat and owns that house, and he happened to be contracting some work at my company the other day. It's an ugly so vagina? I asked him. What does that mean on the side of your boat? Because nobody at work would tell me what it meant. None of the guys, not the Argentinian guys, oh, it's bad. Dominican guys, nobody would tell me what it meant. And he goes, well, in Cuban, it means ugly bug. Bug ugly. Bicho is a bug and feo. And I said, why? And he goes, well, that's my nickname. He goes, I'm kind of little, I'm kind of ugly. He goes, I've had that nickname since I was a kid. Who did? The guy? The, the guy that owns the boat that says bicho feo on the side. 
Ugly Bug. Ugly Bug. That's his nickname. Uh-huh. So he goes, but you can say that to every other Spanish person, but not a Puerto Rican. I said, not a Puerto Rican. Why? And he goes, well, because bicho in Puerto Rican Spanish means that, as I'm pointing to my lady parts. Your lady parts. My lady Ugly parts. pussy. It, it actually means stinky, dirty, stinky oh, pussy. Bicho feo. So bicho feo in a, for, to a Puerto Rican means that if you were to walk up to him and be like, you're an ugly bug. No, you're not. You just called him a stinky pussy. Like, that's fucking hilarious to me. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, but don't we shorten the things? Like, we don't go and say you're a smelly asshole. Because that's the worst kind of asshole right. or shitty asshole. But that would be a like shitty, smelly asshole. Us looking at someone and saying, you know, you're a really ugly bug. And then turning around and go, no, you're a dirty cunt. Like, yeah. that's the same thing. <laughs> oh, so really to going them, to the top? You can't say it's that. It's like over the top? It's over the top. If we had that, we had that conversation when you, you called, like, uh, the British use cunt a lot. Mm-hmm. They say cunt. And they don't say it the same way we do. But if someone, it, it ratchets up the situation. Don't be a cunt. You know, like that. Right. See a British person say that? No big deal. Say, don't be a cunt to a girl. And there's fucking steak knives around. If there's a set of uh, brawn knives sitting over there, yeah, you're cover. fucking dead. Okay, but it really makes me think of the University of North Texas and the mugs. <laughs> With the mugs. Do you ever see the mugs for the University of North Texas? No, let's hear it. Okay, so you know how you can go into like the... Uh, the little gift shop mm-hmm. in every university and buy the stickers or buy whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm a proud parent of whatever. Yeah. Well, they have mugs, which of course the handle looks like a C and they have the handles painted a different color. And then it was oh, university. university of so you'd have a cunt mug. I mean, it says cunt. You grab it. They know and they know what they're doing. Of course they do, but it's That's hilarious. Hilarious. That's great marketing. Right. That is. It's like, Hey, you know what? We're going to, our logo looks like an asshole. What was the one? Sierra Mist or someone? No, Sierra Nevada. There was a beer. And it looked like Batman eating out a woman. An outline of a guy with a hood mask oh. and the ears in between a woman's legs. I have no idea. There was one. They showed it. It was on a beer bottle. And it was Angry Orchard. Maybe one of these apple cider. Whatever. They did it. <laughs> they did it. And it was great. Uh, I, I wouldn't even call it viral marketing. But I think it would be considered yeah. that. And just, you know, one word, you know, using a word that sets people off. There's a guy in a bar that comes in here, and I've been waiting for weeks and weeks to do something. Okay. There's some guy that comes in. We're the same pot. This shows that you don't necessarily have to get along with everyone that thinks like you do. This guy has the same political beliefs I did. Feels just as strongly about the things. But he is annoying as hell. And when he tells me stories and stuff like that, he may know a little more than me. He may know a little less than me. He just assumes I don't know anything. I'll go in and tell me the whole story. I go, fuck it. I said, I know this. I know this. I know this. So another guy comes in. We don't necessarily, well, we kind of agree politically and stuff, but he always calls me an asshole and stuff like that. I love the guy though. It's an old guy. He bartends at the Caribbean club named Joey. And he told me how he was having a conversation with this guy. I'm talking about the words meaning something. This is why a long story. So long story short, he says he was having a conversation with this guy. And he had something. He said something about Junior Seau killing himself. And I said, oh, well, he killed himself. And he said to Joey, he said, didn't he kill himself because he wanted to donate his brain for that? Because though he was a closeted gay man. 
and he felt ashamed of it. And I go, whether it's true or not, no big deal. It's probably, I'd say it sounds like a bullshit story. But when someone kills themselves, it doesn't really matter. But this happened several years ago, and it's a famous person. You're going to talk about famous people. Yes, it's a shame and stuff like that. And so, but when he suggested this to Bob, Bob went off the handle and got angry and upset and left. He never expressed a thing about you anything. And it's not a thing where he thought he's 63 years old, 64 years old. Those guys don't go into homosexual panic. It's the 30-year-old or 35-year-old. But when you're 65, they don't really – I, from my experience, they don't. He ran off. And I've been waiting for five weeks. Five weeks. I know. This is me not being that Dow person, not being balanced. But I was waiting to start a conversation and work it around. <laughs> I was going to take it. I would start with Genoa. I, I want to go to Genoa, Italy, because I want to – retrace the trade route of Marco Polo or something fucked up. And then I would wind it to, well, and then I want to go to Milan and then I want to go to um, Frankfurt. You know, they have an NFL team. Okay. This was ham handed. They wanted to get NFL Europe and then start talking about NFL Europe. Go, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. NFL's all over. You know, it's really big in Polynesia. See, I'm holding up one finger. Polynesia. This gets me to step one. Junior Sao. I know he's not probably Polynesian or something else, maybe Hawaiian or something like that. But, you know, he was, Junior Sao was a football player, and it's a lot of great football players. I mean, and then I would say, but, of course, you know, Junior Sao killed himself because he was gay. And I was going to do this whole thing, 12 minutes of conversation, and work it right around to do that. And he got sick. He hurt his back. So every time he came in, he was recovering for it. He's recovering for it, recovering for it, recovering for it. <laughs> and I tried to do this. And it kept on, like, fucking breaking me down, like, bringing me back to this other subject. Like, fuck this, fuck this, fuck this. And then <laughs> I couldn't do it any longer. I said, hey, I go, do you say I was gay? <laughs> he didn't even pay attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even fucking pay attention okay, to it. So you have to hear the rest of the Beach Trofeo story, yeah. which I did. Ugly, I, ugly, oh, no, smelly pussy. <laughs> well, or ugly bug, right? So, the worst case you got to assume so the worst case. This this affiliate of ours and a friend of his years ago went to their friend's house, another friend's house who was another uh, business owner. I and, thought you were going to say another Puerto Rican. No, no, no. Well, no, no. These, <laughs> See, because I wouldn't be I'm politically about, correct. Like, this my customer guy. It's, his name is Ed. Ed. So Ed's Eduardo. Eddie. Eddie's a Eduardo. Cuban, okay. and his friend oh, Eduardo, another Cuban. Then. Um, we're both Eduardo. into doing. Uh, home improvements, let's say, right? So when his when Eddie needed his old house uh, to retiled, his other friend said, "In tropical you know, colors, you have to go see this guy who lives on mile marker eighteen, right? Like way down, like just outside of Key West." And he goes, "Like he's the best tile guy that you'll Kajoki, find in the Keys. Right? Um, I believe it was Sugarloaf, somewhere down there. Okay. So, right? Yeah, Papa's yep. nodding. So." He, anyway, so him and his other Cuban buddy go down, Cuban-American buddy. They go down Pedro. to go see this other guy and talk Got to it. him about tile and pick out all this stuff. And his buddy, who he's grown up with his whole life, calls him Bicho Fail. Because that's his nickname. He's had this nickname since he was a little ugly kid. You know, that's what he said. I was a little ugly bug. So, turns out that the tile guy who lives down in Sugarloaf-ish area right, is a Puerto Rican. 
But they didn't know this. They just knew he was Latin and knew they speak Spanish. But they didn't realize that his heritage was Puerto Rican. Well, of course, his grandmother was there. His mother was there. His wife was there. And his daughter was there. So as Eddie's friend refers to him, he's like, hey, bicho feo, let's check out these tiles. He said, dirty cunt, in front of this entire Puerto Rican guy's fam- female family members. And he had to go back. Dirty cunt is worse than smelly right. pussy. Right, yes. Well, right. But, you know, like his. T- yeah. So. Because dirty's less than smelly. So. But cunt's definitely worse than pussy. Yeah, right. So, okay. So called smelly cunt. Smelly cunt. Right? It's like smelly cat. Smelly cat. Stinky. Smelly cat. Remember? Stinky cunt. There you go. It's so hard case. He had to go back in after the guy came out and explained to him the difference of bichofeo in Cuban Spanish versus bichofeo in Puerto Rican Spanish. And this guy had to go back in the house and shake hands and double. They didn't know his, that. They his don't, grandmother, no, no. mother, his his no. wife, and his daughter. No, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Saying it. Think yeah. about it. Wait, they live in another country. Okay? I don't live in England. And I already know when an English person says cunt, they don't mean it the same way we do over here. Right, but we're not talking about people living in another country. These are all people that live in the Keys. I know. They should know running into different Spanish because there's so over here you run into Puerto Rican, Mexican, and stuff like that. They should have known it by now. But the majority of these to Betty and his buddy, they grew up around other Cubans. That's what happens. There's a whole bunch of Cubans. Yeah. So they had no idea. You know that happens with English language and stuff like that. Right. This guy was being abusive to his wife. He was calling her my little whatever or something like that. And they go, no, that's a term of endearment. You can't, you can't really measure that, can you? Anyway, so um, Eddie It's was a great pleased. story. Eddie was pleased to it's tell a, me the story. Uh, it's a great story. I'm talking he about said that I got to learn it the nice way, whereas he got to learn it in a very humiliating way. <laughs> and now he said he giggles every time that there's Puerto Ricans that drive by and they see his boat and they point at the name because it says Bicho Feo right on the side of his boat. And he goes, I can always tell when it's a boat full of Puerto Ricans because they point at me and they're just disgusted. Okay. And he was like, and I think it's crazy. Let me tell you a quick story. And Joe, and you probably know about it. The popular Chevy brand here in the United States that was sold in the late 60s and 70s in, uh, and into the 80s in Latin American countries, the Nova. <laughs> no go. No go. No go. No go. Doesn't go. Yeah. Now, they knew Nova meant wasn't no, wasn't too Nova. separate. Nova was Latin. Nova, you know, be going explosion, a big explosion or something like that. They, they knew that. They knew that because they learned. Because you put two words, like, if you got to go, fuckmaster. Oh, well, obviously this German guy has a name called fuckmaster. They're not going to separate. He says, well, this guy's obviously a master of fucking. Yeah, but it wasn't that during the time, too, where a bunch of the competitive auto companies were making, like, using names like Ford Galaxy and, like, and, you know. No, but before that, it was, the, they hired a poet, the poet laureate. It was Ford Ford Motor Company hired a woman and the Zephyr and she says, pick words that are abstracts, meaning when people say them, the Fury, right? Yeah. The, I mean, the Buick had a weird, they went with French with Le Sabre. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Le Sabre Honda went with had a Fury. Yeah, the the motor company. They went all the French with, yeah. But, you know, most of our cars, when they... You know, you've been to Europe, obviously. Yeah. Uh, American cars. They change the names they over there. They just change the names to accommodate 
There is Feo. Oh, I told him no, no, it wasn't Feo. It was something else. Veo. I told you that. I told you that the the crazy guy that drove me back from the friend, uh, the woman that's watching my dog. Um, Skies went up to a three day uh, uh, field trip for Pathfinders. And it looks like they found their path all the way up there because it looks like they made it to their destination by checking on there. And so on the spur of the moment, I decided we're going to go up to Fort Lauderdale. And what was my point? Oh, I left the dog with Holly, my coworker, and her former roommate was Neil. You met Neil before, I think. Neil had purple hair and had a mohawk for a little while. He moved back to Chicago. Well, when he picked him up at the airport, I don't care how aggressive you've been around other drivers. I'm 56 years old. There was, I've been with bad New York City drivers, of taxi drivers, taxi drivers, real terrified, women that were angry. This guy was the most, I don't know if you call it aggressive, but he wasn't defensive whatsoever. He rode right up people's asses real quickly, made quick lane changes. Luckily, I had jet lag going on there. I was terrifying the whole time. It was terrifying. Yeah, I would have been like... And you couldn't say anything. Uh, get out. I'm getting out. You couldn't out. say anything for for this uh, guy. And what uh, what was my point about that? I don't know. I don't either. Yeah. Remember, the wife gave me a piece of chocolate, and I think there was something <laughs> in it. <laughs> so I'm fucked. So we found what B.J. Fayo meant. I know. I'm not going to say it. Beach you know what? It's fun thing. I have hard, Ugly have a hard time remembering that. Ugly butt? No, but I have a hard time remembering that. But if I remember that, and it's a Puerto Rican dude, and I have to throw down... 56 years old, man. That sucks. <laughs> that's, that's we had this argument again. Uh, we, uh, we had a discussion before. I always say this to people that want to cause a problem. And I said, listen, I always fight for my I always, I always fight for my life. Because I can't, can't have a broken arm or a leg. I'll go, I'm sorry. If you do make the final decision, do it. I will go for your eyeball. I will go for your tongue and all your throats, your throats open to me. Why don't we just uh, give him a bicycle? I mean, with all the spin classes that he teaches, I mean, he could just ride the fuck away into the sunset. Nobody's going to catch it. Jim's ass. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, I go like this. I said, <laughs> listen, no, I explained you. I'm going to do that. The worst thing, that, the, the worst, everything that bad is going to happen. I have several things that are going to happen bad to me. I will not be arrested. I may end up getting hurt. Probably won't kill me. Probably won't kill me. Maybe you could, but I'll tell you, you're always going to, in any situation, you're always going to be arrested. On top of that, you might be dead. If you don't resist so much, you're just going to go to the hospital, and then you're going to go to jail, and then you're going to have to explain to an old man beat your ass. There's nothing good happening for you in those situations. They're all more likely to happen than those other things are going to happen. Because you're never going to have the heart into it. Because you're not that bad of a person. There's no way you're that bad of a person. So you're going to back down from this. Yeah, but isn't it usually good advice to avoid those situations? Hence the bicycle. As much as you can. Well, I'm behind a bar. I'm behind a bar, Joe. No, you can still avoid. I'm a bar. No, I mean, no. I got to protect my coworkers. I got to protect the people. You mean if something breaks bad, like right? No, breaks bad right there. I have to do it. There's no. If if it's it's a matter if it's a matter of uh, personal honor, fuck it. I'll let that go off this side stuff like that. But when you know you can't at a certain thing, you got to protect the people that are there. 
right no, there. And it's always and it's always that case when in a in a public situation. So so fighting, okay. So fighting, right. um, d- defending, having been a cop. So defending your life, yeah, or the life of someone else. And when I say life, I also mean uh, preventing great bodily harm that may lead to permanent disfigurement yeah. or death. Okay, so that all that gets clustered together. So you end up with a real brutal domestic in front of you or you have someone reach across and, and commit a sexual assault on one of the other bartenders or, or the wait staff, and that person's confronted. They immediately bow up. They, they, they assume an aggressive role or, or they, they clench their fists. Here's my advice. You already said it. Go for their eyes immediately, pull them out of their sockets or squish them until they break and then work on their gonads until they go catatonic and that'll be the end of it and that's it the best fight is one that's over quickly yeah you can you don't want there's any. no hollywood prolonged bar fight bullshit you're everyone's just going to really regret and be hurt you don't want any shots to the head you don't you, want any you want to put the son of a bitch out quickly quickly yep get over it and then answer the questions when the cops come later and let the cards fall where they may. I always looked at it this way. As long as I knew that I could justify and articulate that someone's life was in danger, mine or someone else's, yeah. uh, using, using the force necessary to stop them, then, then it was they had to get stopped quickly. Because the longer it went on, the, someone was going to get hurt. Yeah. So no, I get it. I I completely no. I mean, I I don't I don't approach these. I'm not a a one that breaks. I told you about the time I walked into a it was a fundraiser for a fire Philadelphia Fire Department, and some guy was it turns out was kicking his girlfriend on the ground, kicking her in the body and, and punching her, and my wife brought it to my attention at the time, and unfortunately the people I was with weren't very aggressive except for my ex wife at the time who could fight like a motherfucker. Um. The guy, oh my God, he must have, he had, he was pretty strong. He was one of the strongest guys I ever, and he wasn't that big. He was like 5'10", 5'11". I thought it was definitely, I thought he was on something. Because he, he, I went after him, and before I realized it, he started coming after me. And I'm there, I'm going towards him because I'm being held. And as he's coming towards me, I, I can't even release my arms. They're holding me back. I was defending a woman. And he was coming. He was dragging everyone with him. Everyone. He was dragging like a thousand pounds with him. I didn't get that. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, this is going to be rough. And I'm thinking, I need an intercession and stuff like that. And uh, uh, luckily, there was a whole squad of firemen coming there or something like that. And I don't know what the guy was on. I don't know uh, if I would have won that one because if someone was, if he was on something and able to pull that, because he wasn't, he didn't look like he could physically do that stuff. And I said at that point, I said, but I still have to do it. What are you going to do? Walk by and stand on the other side? Well, you got to look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and, and you're going to say, well, I, I let, I let someone who's helpless yeah. get brutalized when I could yeah. have or should have done something. Yeah. No, that, that's never sit well with me. Yeah. That's probably why I became a cop anyway. But I don't like fighting. So 
I don't want anyone. No, to I would always say that. I, I mean, it's our situations I when it happens. Like you got to you got to do it for well, defend your. In that case, I was I was in the position where that was my job, and it's amazing though oh, how the tongue in most in most cases how by speaking to someone you can you can bring them back down. You can calm them, and it doesn't always work. Yeah, but it works more than it doesn't. And because a lot of people see a uniform and a gun. No, no, the confusion. I understand the confusion that. thing. When they're in a height of their angst, if you cannot bring them down, if there's no separation, there's no time, yes. You got to do what you have you to, to do. You have to do and stuff like that. Okay, well, you know what? Let's take a little break and we're going to come back. And we'll talk about short people fighting. Whether you're one of our regular visitors to the Florida Keys or you can't wait to visit for the first time, you'll want to stay up to date on everything that's going on in the Florida Keys. To learn all the secrets, tips, and the stuff we don't talk about to anyone but each other, visit 43keys.com. Sign up for our newsletter and never miss any of the exciting things we have planned for you. That's 43keys, the number four, the number three, keys.com. Okay, we're uh, this is Jim the Keys bartender. We're back. We were um, we were just talking about Jenna was saying, "Oh, you know, I guess as a bartender, you got to be a bouncer." And yeah, you kind of have to be and stuff like that. But I, um, you know what? There are times you try to mitigate the situation by using your words as best you can. Let's be positive right here. But we got right into a story about that. One of the times I had to big chill with a friend of mine. He was older. Uh, yeah, I, not my type. I, I just, he was older than me and didn't take care of himself the same way. He dressed differently and stuff like that. And I'm with him. And the guy, we're hanging out with people, we're having a good time, we're laughing and stuff. And one of these little guy comes up to me and he says, Oh, so you and Connor, oh, it's Connor. <laughs> you're, you're, um, you're gay, right? And I said, No, I'm not gay. I said, not like that, no big deal. And he kept on coming back and said, then I started thinking about it. And I said, you know, what really bothers me is that he, you, he thought you were his type. Yeah, you Connor, thought I was his type. Right, yeah. That's his thing. And I felt a little better about myself that I was angry about that. At that moment, that I wasn't worried about someone accused me of being gay. I told you the story about walking down in Key West. Yeah. With the young uh, two guys behind me, and my uh, Abby says these guys are staring at your ass, and they said, "Are they good looking?" That was what I said. Are they good looking? And she goes, "And young." And I said, "Wow, <laughs> holy shit!" But you were just why would you refuse a compliment? You know what I mean? I mean, when you start reaching in, you know, I I make this segue in this and jump in whenever you want. But I see these beautiful young women down here all the time. And I realize they're tied to that thing. When I was younger, I got some attention. I wasn't always and never was ever the guy. You know what I mean? I was in the cute. Some girl saw me as handsome. Some girl saw me as handsome. Someone would see, seize that in you. But be able to have that look when you're older. When you're over 30, and I was well into my, uh, into my later 40s, it is such a beautiful thing. 
I mean, it's I, when you're younger, I can see where guys can sexualize women and stuff like that. But sometimes guys aren't used to being objectified. Never been. You know? Uh, In this community, they are. I know, but it's... Oh, it's, it's very it's, handsome. Yeah, you know. you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying, right? No, you can't. It's I, nice to get... Everyone needs it. It's, it's, it's kind of like you want some confirmation from the universe. And the universe is expressed through people. Listen, if you were not a balanced human being, you yeah. would have said... You, you would have reacted negatively. You probably would have turned, said something hurtful, like, what the fuck? Get away. What are you looking at? Because that, you know, is a typical homophobic reaction. Yeah. I, I'm with, now, the fact that I'm gay, forget that. Um, say there's young women that go, ooh, he's so cute. Thank you for the compliment. I don't care. You know, look, if you think I'm attractive or I'm cute or I'm funny or whatever, that's just a compliment. If you're my, if someone's admiring your beauty, it's a good thing. I, I don't get offended. If I'm looking at your girlfriend, yeah, that still happens, by the way. So if I'm looking <laughs> at your girlfriend, I go, I'm thinking to myself, that is, that is a beautiful woman. Why would you get offended? You should be so proud that you're walking next to someone that people think is oh, I never got I never got angry at that. I when they sent drinks over, I go I go like this. I go like this. If it's not her type of drink, well, nowadays you can't accept them. No, you don't know what's in them unless you go like this. A bartender said, "Did did the drink? I mean, the drink. If the drink, did the drink? Did you make the drink? Did anybody come near it? No." He's a the drink that's your drink and if she doesn't like it i said i can drink that drink and drink drink i thank the person i mean they should be bold enough to, if you're bold enough to send someone's partner a drink and you should be accepting you. enough that someone else is going to drink it because you know you're pretty much an asshole and you should have been introduced <laughs> to that uh, concept earlier in life right i hate to say that stuff like that it's kind it's kind of negative but you know what if you're meant to be in someone's life, you don't go have to go and be an asshole and just go in there and try to steal it from somebody in front of it. Because if that person is happy, if you like that person, and if you think you're going to be... I mean, someone said you should never, if you're dating, dating is an audition for a marriage or a commitment. Dating is an audition. Otherwise, it's an audition to loneliness. <laughs> it's always like, I, I'm dating... So I can be alone. No, you're dating because you want to meet somebody. I thought, I don't know if it's 100% true, but I think there's a lot of truth in it. What do you think? When you're dating, in any, any type of uh, uh, a relationship, dating is, is, is a, you're looking, uh, there was a book called Looking for Mr. Goodbar, because you're looking for, you're going to the worst places in the world to find the best relationship you're gonna, ever going to have. What do you think? Well, you can. You can meet some. I met some really nice people. There's nice people. There's very nice people that go to bars and restaurants. They're great people. They're not always at their best. So sometimes that may be, if you meet someone that's really fucked up and you go, boy, they seem kind of nice. Well, that's the worst they're going to be. Right? Yeah, pretty much. If you meet someone on their worst night, imagine someone, imagine someone go like this. I don't want to vomit on you. Oh, oh no, I can't drive. Here's my key. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, how's my friend? And and they're concerned. You go, hey, that's their inhibitions gone. 
And they're only thinking the good thoughts. I would never have thought of it that way. I did. Right. Yeah, because the if, I, if I see somebody that's completely retarded. Well, no, if they're fine. And I'm they like, could be, yeah, Maybe no. that's every other night. Yeah. That could be every other that's... night. So that may be the thing and you have to deal and with And then that. you're a baby. But I'm just saying, it is also a truth serum sometimes. Yeah. When you meet someone out, or if you meet someone on the big nights, here's a, here's a little, here's a little hint. If you meet someone on St. Patrick's Day, New Year's Eve, and they're drunk as shit, there's a very good possibility they are not like that most of the time because they're the two biggest nights or the night before Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, yeah. Night before Thanksgiving is a big drinking Why night. Why is that? Because people come back to their or wherever they're gathering and there's no Thanksgiving Eve tradition in culturally in society. So well, it's a good way. It's a good way for you to get out with your friends, get, hang out with your friends. Right, and a lot of people are homecoming. It's, a, it's, it's National Homecoming Day. I was going to say, because you come back to your like roots or where your family's at. Right. And then you immediately so go to the bar. To go if you go out, if yeah. you went up to your home and you saw your friends, you have friends. I imagine you have friends. Yeah, yeah. I have friends. friends. If I was in Philly, wait now, what time is it now? It's 7. 30. 7.30. I'd be in my games right now. Okay. Common Cottage, hanging out with my friends. <laughs> I might do that. Special chocolate. No, I'd go to uh, the Three Monkeys. Three monkeys would be, uh, I don't know. They have to be walking distance wherever I go. Or hanging out with my buddy Tom Carboni. We always had a good time. Carboni's Pizzeria. Yeah. That was my favorite pizza so, up there. Where were you at at that? We just, I just got lost from that whole oh, uh, conversation. The chocolate just lost in it. We were talking Jeez. about. Philly's a great city to walk around and go bar hopping. Though. Yes. Well, in the far, it, it, like many a city. When you get into the suburbs, it opens up and it's not as tight. When I say tight, skyscrapers, bar, 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 bar. Wisconsin's like that, and, and Minnesota. Uh, you go out there. Uh, there's parts of Philadelphia. If you lived, um, like there was a fr- uh, Frankfurt Aver- Avenue and Common in the um, beginning of the far northeast. There was a uh, four. Uh, I guess it was. One, two, three, three roads intersecting. One road came, uh, one road went into two roads. So that would be a three, a five way intersection or a three way intersection. And there was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten rest, um, bars within two blocks and short blocks, not that New York City block stuff, far northeast, just maybe 50, 60 yards. Yeah, yeah, there was, I mean, you walk, there was a couple bars you go, walk out of, one, two, three, four, five, you're in the next bar. That many steps. So, that's the kind of thing you'd hang out with. And then you run into, now you see the people there all the time, hard to tell if you find an asshole or not. Because sometimes people are just doing it, they're the best, sometimes they get really mean. When they're mean, if someone's super mean, that doesn't necessarily mean all the time. It could be they're an alcoholic. Because it doesn't exercise your highest functioning part of your brain, doesn't it? Well, you're talking about dating in general or just interacting with Interacting, people. relationships, or if you're seeking someone else. I look at it this way because I'm, I'm seldomly in a bar to drink because I hardly drink. Mm-hmm. So if I go into a bar and someone's acting a fool, 
That's um, an immediate turn. Or showing their ass. Yeah. Um, that is just not someone I want to be around under any circumstance. Because, like you said, when the inhibitions are gone, if you're acting a fool and you're loud and you're obnoxious and you're, you're, you're rude and, and whatever, uh, probably a lot of that transcends to your sober life. To some degree, I don't want to be around that person. Now, you know, if I'm, I've been to bars and I've had absolutely the most amazing conversations yeah. uh, with people who I, of course, didn't know, not just in here, but all over the world, including some of the best conversations with people that barely spoke English and me barely speaking Italian. We had what a wonderful experience meeting those mm-hmm. people and interacting, but nobody was sloshy, stupid you know, obnoxious drunk. Yeah. Everyone was tipsy and having a great time. Um, so you can meet really neat people and have wonderful lifelong experiences. But you get that, those characters that show up like buttheads, they're just like uh, kryptonite. Just, I, I, you know, who wants to be around that? You know, that, oh, that, that's a hundred percent. That's a truism when it comes out stuff like that. When I was sober for seven years, when I went out, I got easily annoyed by the change. A lot of times you're close person you're with and you know, and you see the change go over them. And I know I fucking do that now. When you see the change go, like I get real huggy and kissy to girls and stuff. I mean, at the wedding, man, I'm so glad I got drunk. I could have done done something really stupid. I, mean, I no, I could have. I could have done something stupid. Not stupid, like I couldn't have done anything really physically because you know when you're drunk you can't. It's called whiskey dick. Whiskey dick. Uh, but yeah, that that's got to be annoying when you're someone drinking. And all of a sudden, you know, you lose that part of the relationship, your friendship, or the the. Um, the I think it goes into that whole babysitting factor, which ends up happening. Like we we all have mutual friends that kind of have gone away from being friends because every time they're around, that's who you're babysitting. And if you don't feel like babysitting that night, you just try to avoid them or not involve or not invite and you just kind of work yeah, your the, way away from and them. The other side of that that sword is if you if you you almost can't completely walk away, can you? Because now they have to drive home. So now you gotta make sure Right, and then you're babysitting. The babysitting is complete. So now you got to sit there and make sure that they get home safely. Right. And you you didn't ask for that when you when you went out in the evening when you no. left. You just wanted to have a good time. You wanted to go for a burger and a couple of and beers, and all of a sudden you're because, babysitting. Uh, you because know? yeah, you remember shit. you're talking to a problem drinker. Well, uh, my idea was not to go out. I was never a couple of beers and stuff like that. I was going to drink a lot, and I was going to drive. No, that was the worst thing. I did. I drove a lot. It was horrible. I know now not to do it. Holy shit. It was, hey, you know what? The truth will set you free. You got to be aware. If you're not true to yourself, if you're not true to yourself about the things you did, then you're just going to keep you grew them up in, uh, in Philly, yeah. uh, what was the drinking age? 21. See, I, I grew up, it was 18. Well, I started drinking when I was uh, 14. No, I can go, and, 13, I can go 14. buy my own beer at 18. So that was not a good mix. So yeah, a lot of a lot of drinking too much and driving happened. I think I think with the, if you think of the European countries, they pretty much have a handle on it. They could drink different one. culture. There's different cultural. Yeah, and the way they make it taboo 
you know, you can't have this, you can't do that, you can't have sex. Well, listen, you went to, you, you were, went to Catholic school, you went to Catholic school. Uh, celibacy, 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 celibacy. You're not supposed to have sex before you're married. Every time, uh, the high school had the highest pregnancy rate. Part of it was, uh, the, the ban against the premarital sex. The other part is you couldn't have an abortion either. So there was a dual thing, but by and far, so many girls would get pregnant and stuff like that. And they had whole system of hospitals and uh, mental things in Ireland to take care of. I mean, I'm sure it happened in France earlier because Italy and France kind of Ireland out of all, almost all the countries in Europe stayed the most Catholic for the latest. Maybe. Yeah, they did. Even, even Poland. Because they were communists and stuff like that. So they were already a bunch of people that weren't into the Catholic thing. But Ireland stayed so Catholic. They had it till the 50s, Joe. You got pre- pregnant, you had to go into an a institution if you weren't married. Yeah, you had to go away. Well, your, your family didn't want you around. You were a scourge. You were an embarrassment. There was shame on the household. And all of that is that cultural stuff that's religion-backed. And Which is funny because they sent them all to live with nuns. Well, it was probably priests that may have very well have got most of them pregnant, so they turned to little boys. But that was just an expectation in the culture. It was not much different here. Uh, a young girl in the in the forties or fifties that would get pregnant. Oh my God, the shame! And no, but we didn't have that. That the the shame was societal. It wasn't um, enforced by the government, and there wasn't no, funding right. for it and, and stuff like that. When you have that. Society can change on its own, but if you have, uh, like you said, 21, being 18, whatever, smoking, uh, uh, drinking, uh, being able anything, uh, whenever you have a prohibition, you're creating a market, a business opportunity for a certain amount of people, and you're going to create a certain amount of people that are going to feel like they're breaking the law now. Yeah, Wait, for something the that you really don't like. So it's like marijuana. Marijuana laws on the federal level in the United States. It's ridiculous right there for that. It just doesn't work. And it's a waste of, it's a waste. If the, Most even Republicans now see it. It's a waste of resources. It's not a gateway drug. It's not any worse than alcohol. You see, alcohol ruins a hell of a lot more lives than it does, than marijuana does. You got people on our street. There are not people living if you are homeless people, do you ever see a homeless person trying to buy a joint or what do they have in their hand? They got a brown bag. They're drinking. That's all they want. I'm not saying it, it's anecdotal, but it, it, society's ills aren't necessarily went by restricting something to someone that's 18 and 21. So you say culturally in Italy, in France, in other countries, uh, in Wisconsin, and it's not in another country. In Wisconsin, uh, a child with their parents has leeway on drinking. They can, they can drink in the bar with you, yes. Yeah, but so it's not. They a, cannot drive. I know it's funny, but it, they, they did not change. Tolerance. They did not change the drinking law, though. In there, they mm-hmm. just didn't. They're, they're. I mean, if you think about it, the only thing the state controls that, right? It goes state to state. Alcohol is not controlled by the federal government, even though there's an ATF. 
It the, is state to state. You're it's state to right. state. But the marijuana laws, the overarching one that prevents everyone from making it legal, is the federal uh, scheduling of calling it a crime. Hey, well, you know Correct what? Me. They, they like it where, where the places that they've made it legal because they can tax it, excuse me, and then they get much more money on tax. But well, no, no, but think about the two-edged sword on that thing, uh, the positive two-edged sword, taxes. And not having to pay for sequestering a person in the, uh, you know, in the state, in a prison, and paying, what is it now? I don't know. I'm going to throw out a number, 50000 70000 Is it higher a year? It's a lot of money a year to, to... Every time you get someone out for a marijuana offense, first of all, they may have made money doing something nefarious at the time because it was illegal. When it's legal, they want to sell it, they got to fill out an application and work at a, a place that dispenses it. They're going to have to work. Now, hey, listen, they may have done it for the wrong reasons, but if you take the prohibition out of it, the crime, what, think about it. It's not it, 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 almost anything you do to allow it doesn't hurt society. You raise money. You're releasing someone on the street. Now if they're going to do something illegal, they're going to do it with like another substance that's illegal, heroin, fentanyl, whatever, right? Crystal meth. But you can focus on that and the resources. And you freed up all this other resources, tax money, everything. We're now putting your energies in this. We're not even going to fucking get involved in that. Grow the shit, ever shit, anything you want. Grow that marijuana wherever you want. But what's respect, what's stopping it right now? My view is pharmaceutical companies. If someone can't get their handle on how to restrict it and everyone make money, if they can't make money on it, it's not restricting them from not making their money. They don't want anybody else to make their money because without control, you cannot predict what type of revenue you're going to get for a certain amount of uh, investment, right? Because if you have a nice rainy season, you can grow your own pot. And all of a sudden, it's, oh, my God, my 20 by 15 plot of land just yielded four years worth of marijuana. I have a customer. What? We have a mutual customer at work that um, made millions upon millions um, by just by owning a bunch of land in California that he agreed to let his uh, – pot grower buddies who yep. got a legal license to do so use his land. So he licensed it. Yes. It was and, nice. and, they, and he literally got like 30% of the profits because he let them use his land to farm it. Dude, the weird thing is the future and thing of that. this guy is a freaking millionaire now. The biggest problem now is uh, the banking system. They can't legally take the money. So they're it's it's mainly a cash business. I think we discussed this on previous episodes. Yeah, no, it's a it's pretty much a cash business. I don't know if you can go. No, and unless out. unless they're able to really because it's a cash business, you can't do a federal thing. That there the states aren't even realizing the full potential of taxes because it's a cash business. Once you can go and use your American Express card to buy an ounce of weed, which. You can use America's Best Card and get a case of Tito's Vodka. Or let's go Vladimir's Vodka. I'm making up a brand. Well, Vladimir's states, Vodka, five times distilled. Get but it those your states that area. have 
have dispensaries, like legal dispensaries, can take credit cards. I would imagine they probably. Well, if you can't have a merchant account, if you can't have a merchant account, I don't know how you could do it. Uh, because you're federal. Have a account in a state that has a legal dispensary. No, but the federal government, FDIC. Come on, it's federally banking is intertwined with the federal. I'm gonna we're gonna have to do research for the next show yeah, and see about they that. Use it on their phones they may use no, I think they may no, use what, Apple Pay the, and Venmo and all that. For I think for they the use the marijuana industry right now. I know it is uh, in a couple of states. Has to do with banking. Uh, if you go to deposit, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in cash. Yeah, it's going to be reported to the federal government. Or ten thousand, anything above ten thousand. IRS. Over 10. Yeah, now, well, they're going to pay their taxes. That's right. not the point. But you just told the federal government that I have this huge cash business, and I'm dealing in marijuana. And the fear is because it's still on the books as a scheduled drug, and it's illegal federally. The fear is they're opening themselves up for federal investigation and charges. This now, this now, should be our four twenty show. It really ought to be. But I tell you what, let's do this. You know what? I don't know let's, enough about this because I'm not a pot smoker. I've what? never, I've never, I've never smoked weed, so I don't know. You never even tried it. Never yeah, even this would tried be a great it. subject for another episode. It really would. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to try some? Nope. Would you be willing to? No. An edible? Why not? No. Uh, because I just don't think that after 43 years of never needing it, trying it, whatever, I. I would be afraid of my reaction. I already okay, have, well, that's understandable. I already You're afraid of your hard, reaction. I, don't I already have a hard enough time with like any kind of barbiturate or a pain pill or things like that. Okay, then so don't do it. I, I got to stay away from okay. anything that's If it foreign. was a thing that I don't want to try because I don't want to try and stuff like that, it's like, you're not going to try asparagus? Are you kidding me? Plus, no, I fuck. cannot stand asparagus. the smell. I'll tell you. I hate it. That's why and, if you're going to use it, try it at all. And only people that smoke weed oh, like we it. Oh, we never got to talk about the thing about the... Vodka tampons. We're going to save it all for next week. Okay. Well, I'd like to thank everyone for being here. I just kind of partially burped. That's all right. Rah, I hear it. Oh. It was, I, Talk I, that I, one. What? I didn't do that. That wasn't me. <laughs> I'd like to thank uh, Papa Joe. Papa Joe. Hello. Hello. Thank you. And uh, Jenna. Hello. Goodbye. And uh, Damon, even though he's. Uh, not Hello. <laughs> okay. We're going to be back. The, we'll talk, uh, the next one. Next one? Vodka, uh, Vodka tampons. Vodka tampons.